Seth is a fucking 70-year-old trapped in a 34-year-old's body, but we're here. First uh, of all, that's not wrong, but I have no idea. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, even, I'm not even going to lie, Seth. You Somehow you are Benjamin, Benjamin Buttoning yourself because you're actually getting younger as you get older. Because remember when we were in high school together? You you were a geriatric in high school, but you were like <laughs> 17. Now you're 34, and you're kind of like, ah, oh, I'm about 40 right now. I'm a little he bit older. Ha- maybe, he, maybe he has the opposite effect with Samson with his mind. The more his beard's growing out, the more he's getting forgetful. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> crazy. Um, but welcome to the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. Um, we are talking about Top Gun. Coming out in 1986, one of Tom Cruise, Cruise's most famous movies. We said we're doing summer blockbusters, popcorn flicks, and this movie fits right in. Jordan, this was your pick. Why did you pick it? It's just a classic movie of action and and fun, and that's why I picked it. To me, this is one of those first really popcorn flick movies that you'd call it for me. This is, yeah. Between this um, and... Re- uh, the Last Crusade, those are the two big, uh, Mike, as a child, popcorn flicks. Uh, Ray, what did you think? Oh, man, I have thoughts. Uh, it is a product of its time, for sure. I think it's more of a comedy now than it is an action movie. Unintentional comedy. That's where I'm going. Really? I think so. There's so many scenes. I'm like, this is like... You would see this in like a Seth Rogen movie, because or some or like the new Baywatch. It's kind of like over the top, but it's taken so seriously. And if it wasn't made in the eighties, you'd be like, "This is." Are they trying but to make Seth Rogen though? Like, but even though, like the new Baywatch doesn't take itself serious though, and that's part of which, why people... because it's a comedy. And I, but I feel like the same scenes are happening. It's just one's in an action movie and one's but in then, a. It's kind of why it doesn't work because it's like not good. It's not like a good like outright comedy. It's kind of right. like if it lends itself to like more action, that's what makes this movie good. Remember they saying, made this, they made this movie a comedy called Hot Shots that came out a couple years later with Charlie Sheen, and it sucked. I'm I'm, I'm saying it's not a comedy on purpose. It's aged into a comedy on accident. Is what I'm saying. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Um, so we have a couple things we're going to do on this episode. (laughs) We just forget your bro there, man. (laughs) No, Seth is still loading in. He's, his Wi-Fi went down. I'm right here. I'm right here. Uh, he'll get here. So he's here. uh, Jared, he's here. (laughs) No, are you gaslighting me on, on a podcast right now? Seth? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I'm here. I don't you think you literally not here. Yeah. No. Go ahead and give your thoughts, and then I'll tell Jared when you're done. Wait, wait, I can't hear Seth at all. Jared's been warning that he's been oh, looking no. forward to this day his whole life. But do I do I need to get back out? Do I need to try Seth? this? No, I think it's Jared. Jared's the problem this time. Oh, you might boy. have to jump in and back out. See, all right, yeah. Seth, you you talk away. We'll let Jared know when you're done. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, 
I, I love this movie. I think this movie is great. I, I watch it probably once or twice a year when I feel nostalgic for movies that I watched when I was younger and that I love. I can quote the movie. It's a very quotable movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think I, I don't think I 100% agree with Ray as far as it aging into a comedy. Uh, parts of it. But there are parts of this movie where I'm kind of like, surely someone when they are writing this movie had to realize what they were writing like yes there's there's so many scenes where i'm like like they have to see it right like <laughs> like there's a, a one of my favorite I've, i kind of like it when these people will go and they'll take a movie and recut a trailer into being something completely different yeah. so they'll take like you know uh action die hard turn into like a romantic comedy looking movie or something so i, I like that one time i saw one they turned this into a gay love story between Iceman and maverick oh and, yeah very uh, easily i could see that yeah and i'm like ever since then, when you watch it i'm like surely someone had to see what they were writing the dialogue i mean there's one point where a guy was yelling i want butts i want butts and he yelled it over and over again i'm like gotta hear it you know, it's funny. This that that's quite a common thing when you hear people yelling in the military about that one. So there's a lot, of, but then again, the military does have a lot of gay humor with each other, so that might be a thing too. Well, I, I want to clarify because Seth said something. I actually don't think the whole movie. I was I was being really harsh when I said the whole movie is now an unintentional comedy, but there's like four to six scenes that were not filmed as comedy that are now kind of like funny to watch is what i'm is where i'm getting at can can i change your comedy to uh, a musical because man this this movie has some great songs i like to see music video (laughs) yeah anyway um but yes uh thank you seth for a quick thought um it happens every time when someone logs out in the middle of the episode and goes back in it just messes my feed up so sorry i couldn't hear you due to that uh, so as I was saying, we got a couple things we're going to do, but of course, uh, that'll come after we get in our discussion of the movie, we are going to have a draft of our favorite Tom Cruise's movies. Um, we're going to spin the wheel, see who gets the top pick draft from there. And then we're going to talk about our favorite bromances because Maverick and Goose talk about a good bromance in this movie. Um, yeah. love how they loved how they work together. Um, and went on. So we'll start off. Uh, we'll just go ahead and start off with the actors in the movie. We're going to talk about the cast. How did we feel about Kelly McGinnis being the <clears throat> love interest slash uh, <laughs> like instructor teacher? Kind of, kind of like awkward, uh, especially with some of us coming from the education world. Um, <laughs> Your instructor is in love with the star student. Okay, um, it it it's kind of weird, but I thought she did a really good job. And then, of course, Val Kilmer's Iceman, uh, Anthony Edwards's Goose. Um, you know, how do we how do we feel about some of this cast? Michael Ironside was in here too. I don't want to forget about Michael Ironside. Wait, wait, go ahead. Tim Tim Robbins, Clarence Gilliard, you know Trevette from Walker Texas Ranger, and uh, R.I.P. By the way, I'm not sure if y'all know that. Uh, that was sad. I mean, there's a lot of little cameos of people who were like, went on to be like fairly. Like Tim Robbins got really big. There's a lot of those people. Meg Ryan, they're just like, oh yeah, yeah. I always forget about Meg Ryan. Yeah, yeah. she was in this movie. But no, I think the cast is great. Kelly McGinnis, 
take her and leave her. We saw what happened in the sequel with leaving her, but you know. I want to answer Jared's question about uh, <laughs> how do we feel about the instructor-student relationship? I here's what I'm going to say. I had one of my support teachers brought her yearbook in to show the class, like, "Hey, I went to high school in the '70s," and we were looking through it. And I'm tell I'm not even joking. There was like a 50 year old teacher in the hot tub with students, boys and girls, drinking beer, and it was just in the yearbook as if it was a normal thing. And I'm I'm telling you that story because things were different back then. <laughs> and I don't know. I've just in the 80s. It's like oh, whatever. They're out of. They're probably they're out of college. They're doing whatever. It, it is kind of weird though, looking at it from the 2023 lens. Like this is kind of uncomfortable. But they're all adults, so I didn't. I didn't really rub up against it. I do want to ask Jared a question on the cast. As a black man, how do you feel about the whitest cast in the world in this movie? And then for like ten minutes, a black guy shows up. Not even a Hispanic. No one of color is in this movie except for that one black guy who Tom Cruise yells at. It only makes it okay because they hard overcorrected in the sequel. Okay. They overcorrected and really well too. Yeah, no, that's what I was like. They hard overcorrected. They did it so well in the sequel. But if the sequel was still like whitewashed like this, this movie would be like lower. Um, because I'm like, you had a chance to fix the glaring issue and you still didn't do it. Fuck the original and the sequel now. But they did a really good job of like fixing it. So again, product for the times, it's an 86. I like of course, this is like huge military propaganda. Um, sorry, Jordan. Um, but, you know, enrollment rates went up after this movie. But, like, it, you don't think if you'd had just, like, one black guy, rates wouldn't have went up for the black community in this movie as well. <laughs> kind of doing yourself a disservice. But it's it, this movie did itself a good job of being, a, like, an entertaining movie. So it kind of just turned my brain off to answer your question. Ray, what are your thoughts on... Uh, not Ray, Jordan, sorry. What are your thoughts on the cast? The cast? I, I enjoyed the cast. They had some great dynamics together, especially how you were talking about with um, Maverick and Goose. I, there's very few duos of guys that I can think of. Like, this is right up here of Han Solo and Chewbacca and stuff. So, yeah, cast, great pick. Uh, I felt like the instructors, uh, the older ones, were really good at showing like ah these guys are old but they know what they're doing uh yeah so i was very happy with the cast in this movie how do we feel about val kilmer being sort of the bad guy or the antagonist for a period of the movie i will state that val kilmer iceman is the correct person in this movie (laughs) yes he was he was right the whole time well what i like about it too is he the movie could have gone the way of just like, well, Maverick's going to come through and win the day. And it's like, no, stay kind of true to life. And Iceman was the best and he yeah. ended up winning and it didn't go the typical underdog or Hollywood route. It was like, nah, this is kind of what happened, but he's going to get his own, his own win here in a little bit, you know? So I like that Iceman ended up winning the whole Top Gun competition. Yeah. He's and, the antagonist, but he's not the bad guy in the movie. He's yeah. probably the good yeah. That's guy why, in the movie. why I corrected myself. I was like, mm, nope, the antagonist. Uh, yeah, but I really like Tom Skerritt as Viper. As Viper mm-hmm. in this movie, I think he did a really good job. And I 
brought it up because you had mentioned the veteran leaders. I'm just like, yeah, like, I'm not saying that I can hop in a, you know, F-18, but like, with Tom scared on the, on the horn, just like telling me what to do. I'm like, dude, I can do anything. <laughs> I like, he just felt like that trustworthy person. And they didn't really like build that character up to like, like he became that, but I don't think they intentionally like every little thing, but it's just like, as the movie played out, you just built more and more trust from the audience to him. So I thought he was really cool. And then of course that mustache was glorious. <laughs> uh, that he had. Um, Seth. You love the mustache in this movie? Yeah, you know I'm a Magnum P.I. fan. You you know I did. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Gotta have a weekly Magnum P.I. reference. <laughs> Gotta get it in. Yeah, no, okay. So a little bit about the cast. I think um, definitely go back to what Seth said. Uh, you know, with Tim Robbins, you know, Meg Ryan in this movie, Michael Ironside as well. Um, just a lot of people who just like came out of nowhere and then they were players in Hollywood for like the next decade plus. So uh, let's talk about. We're going to go ahead and go with Ray on this one. The unintentional comedy. Oh, okay. Let's talk about our favorite unintentional comedy bits, because I do want to get into that. Uh, let's just go ahead and do it, Ray. What do you got for us for unintentional comedy? Punch, but y'all, y'all, y'all. Y'all, I know this this volleyball scene is iconic and it's always talked about, <laughs> but it literally serves no purpose in the movie. There's a moment. So before the scene, she, gives him, the note, she gives him the note and just like, here's my address. Meet me later. Then the volleyball scene happens for no reason. And then the very next scene is him on his motorcycle driving to her house. Cut that scene out. Why is it in there? Other than there's literally a scene, and I know it's an audio medium, but there's a scene where they're playing volleyball, and there's a shot of one of the guys, I don't know his name, obviously he's shirtless like everyone else, oiled up, and he's not even playing volleyball in this scene. He's flexing. He's flexing. And then, of course, at the end of the movie, when they're going through the cast and like they're putting their names, they're showing a video of them with the name underneath, like, Tom Cruise's Maverick, whatever. They show him, and it's that scene of him just fucking flexing. In the, I was like, what is that? what is the point of this scene? And my poor guy, my, hold on, Dr. Green from ER, my poor dude, the only one who didn't work out for this film, so they put him in a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So I that's am- also my Ru- Ru- uh, Russell Westbrook Award. <laughs> I'm going to tell what? you guys right now. Oh, no, I'm going to tell you guys this right now. Coming from watching, like, I was saying, I just watched Barbie last night. But coming from, because there's a beach volleyball scene in Barbie, because obviously Barbie. Yeah. And then thinking about that scene in this movie, it's just like, y'all got a bunch of kids around playing volleyball for no reason. This is like in Barbie, it's a comedic yeah. bit. But in this movie, it's taken as like serious. And I'm just like, it's the same scene. Yeah. <laughs> y'all are missing the key point. He needed to take a shower. He had to have a reason that he needed to take a shower. He went to go visit her. What better excuse than playing his rival in a sand beach volleyball tournament? And when he has the chance to beat him and Goose begs him to stay, he says he can't. It's all about the characterization. Yeah, good. Okay, shut up. Um, there's another scene. <laughs> Get there's away there with your logic there. <laughs> when Iceman kind of like confronts Tom Cruise and they're they're having their thing, and Iceman does this thing where he goes, like bites his teeth, teeth at him. 
what are we doing? Like, was the director like, perfect. That's exactly the <laughs> shot I wanted. I just, I don't know. There's just scenes like that. He's got a weird quirk. And apparently that's it. <laughs> it's so just like, they're, they're parts of this movie that just, hey man, why is this here? Jordan, what's your unintentional favorite unintentional bit of this movie? Uh, I was actually going to go with the Iceman and the little teeth bite thing because I always thought that was a little bit funny. And like, are you trying to intimidate him, or are you just goofing off, or what? There, Iceman. I, I, I you're, I'm all Can over you the place. Did that, that to you as an argument? Like trying to be <laughs> tough? I was just hurt laughing. <laughs> he's just saying, and, "Bite me." That's all he's saying. And I think. Uh, for me, it's but, like when it, when it comes to like the 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 musical segments of the movie, they're supposed to be like charming, but I think a little bit of the charm and time is kind of like worn off. And this is where the only part I'll agree with Ray. Dare you, sir? <laughs> it's a time capsule. How dare you, sir? It's not funny enjoy the music like here. Charming now. It's just more like comedic funny, like the Great Balls of Fire. Like, they're okay, like that's ah, he's charming, he's charming. But I was like, nah, bro, that, that's just outright funny. That's a comedy bit. And I don't Great balls of fire. I want butts. I agree with that yeah, part. Like, so that one I'll give you. That, that part, I don't think, like, it's written, written to be enduring, cool, fun. But what in 2023, him having bro, fun with his son. That That's funny. That That's just outright funny. That's that's better comedy writing than a lot of people do now. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't even try. So, no, I think that's probably my favorite comedic bit, um, unintentional comedic bit, because it just plays so well now into the comedy part. Um, it's the only part I agree on, Ray, with you. With your oh, really? The white ball was a dramatic moment for you? It didn't, it didn't play as a comedy? No, I just loved it, dude. It was just, that was just a director one to show all day. I got a power. bunch of guys was, here. Pause. It was just a plot device. It was a MacGuffin. Yeah. What are we doing? Uh, it was not even, no, it was not even a no, whatever. I'm not gonna fall for this. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, what about you? Favorite unintentional comedic bit? I think y'all pretty much hit on them. I mean, I already mentioned the the I want butts. It's been explained by Jordan for that one. Uh, but that mixed with the great balls of fire, I'm just like they had to. They had, someone read that script. They had to have seen it. Like there's no volleyball scene. Man flexes. Uh, like they had to have seen this when they wrote this script. But those are all the scenes. There's not really any extra ones. I thought you were about to hate on what my future best scene is going to be. So I was about oh, ready no. to argue with we're you not, on that. We're, so no, okay, not gonna, not gonna step on that yet. Okay, okay. but we got to talk about. Oh, what were you gonna say, Ray? Were they gonna say something? No, I'm good. <laughs> oh, I thought that was you. Sorry. Um, no, we got to talk about actually. How cool these planes looked. How cool, like, think, the dog fighting was. I think this is a uh, let your ISO for a little bit. And let yeah, that, so no, this is, this is about to be the setup. This well, is about to be the setup. yeah, because the, the whole thing is you have the F 14 as the starring role right here is flying around. And the F 14, probably out of all the jets, has one of the best profiles. And so this is made for great cinematic. Uh, showing off the jets. I did think it was funny though seeing the the MIGs as a uh, good old F fives, but you know it's hard to fly around in MIGs and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, just getting and the noise. 
can we just say how, how like nail the noise at the beginning of the movie with the jets spooling up and everything like that? Just like right mm-hmm. on point, right when the music's kicking in. So to interject on that one, this movie was nominated for best sound as well um, because of the sound that went into the movie with the jets and the guns and the fighting and everything. I mean, obviously not just um, it won best original song, which I'll touch on in a little bit, um, but like best sound. So that goes into, hey, can we talk about the sound? It actually was nominated for that particular thing as well. Which, which makes total sense to me for this, because I could have this movie playing just the audio, listening to it, enjoy the movie just as much as watching the movie because of how good the sound and music is in this movie. And so, yeah, it won some other smaller awards at some other companies for actually best sound editing and things like that. So, yeah, you saying that just like obviously Hollywood thought the same. <laughs> the critics thought the same yeah. um, in that. Honestly, so, the sound, the music, and the cinematography are the only reasons this movie is stayed so good for so long. In my mind, I, the acting's whatever. It's good. It's good enough. And I don't think it's like, oh my god, Tom Cruise was just so awesome. I was like, no, they just there's so many hero shots that make you just look cool in this movie. Um, the plot was like, whatever. It's good enough, you know. But like, it's an awesome music video. That's what this is. And um, it won Best Original Song, um, Take My Breath Away, by uh, Giorgio Motor. He's a famous composer. Excuse me, Hollywood composer as well. So that that, that one. And, and another song that was nominated was <clears throat> the, the opening theme was another song that was nominated for Best like Original Score. So that's... Okay. Um, it was nominated. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this movie was nominated for film editing, original sound, original song, best sound, best sound effects, editing. Um, so, yeah, I think people kind of like liked it. And people liked it so much is what I'm going to say because the increase of recruitment for the Air Force went up 9%. <laughs> After this movie was released. The irony, isn't it? Just the irony. 9%. Like, within the first six months, like, it just, like, shot up. And it was just, <laughs> people just, hey, I, I'm going to go join the Army. And speaking of that, this is also why the U.S. military does a lot of oversight on movies as well. This is Jared, just dumping information. Uh, this is also why they step in. And anytime you use like a military device in a movie, military contractors actually come out to your set to verify that they're being used prop- properly, as in shown in a good light. So when we think about like Iron Man, hey, the U.S. military was on set for Iron Man for all of the scenes where they were showing like warheads and things like that. And so any movie that you watch from now until whenever, or even in past. Kind of starting with this movie, the military is like boots on the ground trying to make sure the U.S. looks in dominant fashion. <laughs> do we have any thoughts or feelings on that? Well, I want to slightly correct you on that because when they do that, the you can have like uh, rogue generals or something in it. But part of the reason uh, the 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 thing is, if they go rogue, 
they have to re receive punishment on it. And I'm going to give you an example with the movie Stealth, where one of the requirements is when the general uh, goes rogue and everything, where he shoots himself at the end. What What is with you, Seth? Did you just make a stealth reference? Yeah, yeah. Because that's how you. I found out Thank about you it. For that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you just referenced stealth. You were the first person in over a decade I have heard talk about the movie Stealth. You made my day. <laughs> I because I legit, I legit, that movie just like time passed, so it just left my brain, which I'm very happy. But apparently, it's still in there, and Jordan just brought it back out, and I hate yeah. you. Also, another random fact about the movie Stealth, when they were shooting it and they had the model aircraft on the aircraft carrier, Russian spat, uh, satellites took pictures of it and were trying to figure out, what is this aircraft, new aircraft that the American Navy now has? That's hilarious. Not knowing it was a, just a prop for a movie. Now awesome. I want to watch Stealth. Awesome. <laughs> but I Anyways, carry it back to Top Gun. Uh, back to the, uh, to the good dogfighting movie. Um, okay, so going into the military, so we talked about do we have any other positive notes about the movie? Uh, it's extremely quotable. I know I already said that, I just want to touch base on that again. Just how many times that you know, I feel the need for speed, right? Talk to me, goose, yeah. all those kind of lines like they're just in our pop culture. Like, I people who don't even haven't even seen the movie, you say the line, it sounds familiar to them. I mean, I feel like that's worth mentioning and commending them for making a quotable movie. There's I'll use line, talk, uh, talk to me well. sometimes with gaming. So when I'm like, what would you say, dude? Or something like that? Talk to me, Goose. What's going on? <laughs> you know? There's one line that, uh, what's her name? Uh, Goose's wife says to the love interest of Tom Cruise, the instructor, where, and it's like, as a guy... In our 20s, we all dreamed we could get to this level of Tom Cruise, where she says, I wish I, you know, I want to warn you about Maverick, but I just love him so damn much. You know, it's like, I'm pretty much saying, he's a fucking player and he gets a lot of pussy, but I don't care. I love him so much. You just go have fun with him. Like, I'm not even going to warn you about him. It's like, what a charming ass. ass I mean, um, hey, hey, this guy gets around. He fucks, but... Hey, take me to better, lose me forever. I love that line too. There's a lot of great lines in this movie. I'm just saying. Oh, oh, here's a here's a good line. Hey, goose, whose butt did you kiss to get here? The kiss or the list is long and distinguished. Yeah, well, so is my Johnson. What a great, what a great little <laughs> thirty seconds there. <laughs> you know, just it's, all, it's, it's almost like I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing is like that. That's untouchable. <laughs> you, 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 you are still dangerous, but you can always be my weak man. So, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, like, this movie is insanely quotable. There's so many good things that, as we're just going through talking about it. Um, the like, don't take the unintentional comedy as bad. It's actually good. It's endearing. Um, it has staying power along with the quotes. And as Ray said. How many hero shots do we think are in this movie? Because <laughs> when you brought it up, I'm like, Ooh. was uh, every Tom Cruise seen a hero shot? I it's not even just Tom Cruise. The uh, a lot of the airplane shots and everything are hero plane shots and stuff. So if we're including that too, ooh, 
Yeah, I, I can't count the yeah. amount of hero shots in this movie. Yeah, there, there, there's so many. Um, and so now, of course, we're gonna talk about the bad. Um, what do we find bad about it? I guess I'll go ahead and start. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I have questions. Go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say the story, man. The story was so damn weak. I think that's like my biggest knock. But like the movie is not like pushed by story. It just it's just weak. If I had to pick one thing that is bad about this movie, like outright bad, it is the narrative, the story that this movie puts out. Ray, what were you gonna say? Uh, first of all, that's a good. It's a very mid, as the kids say, story. And that's not the point of the movie, all right? The point of this movie, I guess, is just look at all this cool shit on the screen. So we got to have a story here somewhere. But you're right. Um, I do have questions. Um, all right. So he shows up after volleyball. You know, he did game of volleyball. He shows up at her place. And I've never done this. I don't think you guys have done this. He says, I'm going to take a shower. At her place? You're just gonna decide to like. By the way, I'm gonna get naked in your room and take a shower. Like this is cool, right? Like what a weird <laughs> thing. Is that not weird? I, I feel like it's if yeah, since they really haven't started dating yet. In that, I do find that it's a bit odd. But but it tracks not, with his yeah. character. I he know it's like the women's restroom. It was like yeah, you know. I'm like. Yeah, for me that is odd, but yeah, he right. is an odd right. guy. <laughs> so it's, it's like a weird like way to assume something. Um also like it's disconjointed. The romance isn't really earned. I think this is more of a, a lust story than yeah, love. Oh, I don't... Yeah. Okay. But they, they're playing it off with the music and the sex scene as if it you know, they're having they're falling in love and I'm like, mm, no, they're just two hot well, people who want to bang. And if they play it the other way, it comes across as a porn, so I don't think they you are both right seth and ray are both right i'm agreeing with ray as in they try to play it up like a love story but also the writing was like hey we just we just want to fuck for the summer and it's yeah. just like what do, pick pick a side bro um but no i agree with jordan it's his character he's going in and calling the shot He's like, yeah, I'm going to go shower to your place. Cool. Most among us haven't done that. Everyone raise your hand. I've not done the shower thing. No, that's... that's I have not watched it into someone's... Yeah, on the first date. By the way, I need a shower. <laughs> never done that. Um, I so do want to try the naked again. Whomst among us? Uh, not before I started dating. Now, okay, we've dated. and been around for a while. Okay. <laughs> I have one more. I have one more question, and maybe I think Yorton always has the answers to these questions. I'm confused. I'm still kind of confused at how Goose died. Oh, he hit hit his head on the canopy of the, the, of the plane yeah. when they ejected. It, it did yeah, eject they, right or something. Yeah, the, he he ejected and hit the uh, the canopy as the canopy was getting flown off. Gotcha. And so okay. that broke his neck. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then he held him when they were in the waters yelling, Goose, no. But. I cried. That, that, that was a moving scene. That, that, that was an emotional scene. I was just like, mm. It's like Mufasa dying. I know. It's traumatic. It, tell uh, me it. The lion made me sadder. 
All right, so confirmed. Ray cares more about lions than humans. I will God. say, no, I will say, I can't remember his name, but he made me cry more in another death on ER than his death on. Well, that's not fair, by to be frank, because that's like twelve years of a show. And he was on it for like eleven years for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the beach scene. I know what you're talking about, Ray. I remember uh, that well. And then the uh, next episode, they read the letter he wrote out loud to the whole hospital. And oh, anyways, I know Jared wants to move on, but y'all. No, we <laughs> have to. Good... We had to bring it up just because those are his two well-known uh, characters. Um. Okay. Jordan uh, and Radio, or no? Sorry, Seth. Do either of you have any nitpicks or anything you didn't much like about this movie? You guys covered the nitpicks I have with it, the romance, where they're trying to sell it like it's love. And I feel like, no, this is just them like having it hot and heavy. Just, yeah, that's about it for me. Um, Romance there. I will say we're nitpicking, but like, honestly, I even the volleyball scene, I would take nothing out, honestly, because all this weird nitpick and all these weird stuff make the movie what it is. If it was like, if we took it out, then we just have the plot, which Jared described and me described as mid. Like, no, we need this distracting stuff in here to kind of make it as charming as the movie is, you know? So so would you have noticed a bit differently if it was female volleyball game or a women volleyball game? <laughs> no, I would. I would really no comment. Comment. You would have no been. Uh, so, Seth, anything, anything you want to add? No, it's it's a perfect movie for 1987. I don't think there's anything to to change or distract. Um. So yeah, as, as maybe noted on a few good men episode, I was not present for that one. Um, Seth, did you confess your love for Tom Cruise on that episode? Uh, probably. Honestly, I do it every time we talk about Tom Cruise. I did it the Mummy too. I love Tom Cruise movies. Tom Cruise is great. That man is amazing. All right. Do you know all the things that he knows how to do because of movies? He can hold his breath for six minutes. He does his own singing. He can play guitar. He can shoot a man and hide in plain sight. He can shoot a man and ride motorcycle. I am okay. So sorry. I'm gonna go on a quick rant. Quick, quick baby rant. Um, I said this to Phil after we watched Dead Reckoning Part One. People say Hollywood is failing right now. Nobody wants to watch movies. Yes, people do. They just want to watch fucking good movies. Just make a good movie. And watching Tom Cruise do his own stunts in Dead Reckoning was just like, that was awesome. Tom Cruise is awesome. This is a great movie. And then, you know what? Other movies that came out earlier this year were good. People just don't want to watch the same old bullshit. Make a good movie. Have a dedicated star to his craft. Someone who cares that much about what he's doing, it shows in the movie. And Tom Cruise really put that out. In that movie, You're... you can feel it in this movie, too. He cares. Um, You're still living up to that Barbie high, huh? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I said this like last week I when I went to go watch Dead Reckoning. And then after John Wick. Uh, I, I, I'm just saying because that movie did really well. And you were talking about it in the morning. 
or before we started about how much you enjoyed it and everything. So make good movies. Yeah. Care about what you're doing. Made over 155 million for the weekend. So yeah. I want to add on to what Jared said. You're right. Like you want you don't want movies that are just given to you because the studio knows like, oh, this will make money. Like, yeah, you do want that a little bit, but you also need that Christopher Nolan, like passion project. You need a Barbie, which is just a completely fun, crazy take that could only come from one person's mind. Right. Also, Hollywood's not failing. The studios like theaters are kind of failing, but we has its moments, but like Hollywood, I'm going to call it WB here. Like there's no reason to spend 250 to $300 million on a flash movie. Like you're really making it hard to succeed when you spend that much money on a movie like that, like a Batman movie for 50 million. I'd be happy with like, I don't, he's a, he's a powerless superhero who doesn't have CGI powers. Like, I just don't understand. Like sometimes they spend too much money on these movies and it's like, well, Flash, you, you, you need it to be the dark Knight in order to be successful. So you're giving yourself less chance. Flash is also the sort of a bad example for movie spending because it did have to go through three different buyouts, uh, numerous amount of changes covid and so that tends to add quite a bit of i was just using that as a bad example as yes Uh, i understand what you're saying about the pricing it's it's again like when the actors and tom cruise is the perfect catalyst when actors like care about what they're doing and they put in this effort you're gonna make a good fucking movie so and tom cruise wasn't even at the peak of his powers when he made this movie as he, sure. as Frieza would say, this isn't even my final form. Shout out for references. It's only stage wow. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so before we hop into our Tom Cruise draft, I want us to think of our best bromances on screen. Um, so, like, they were co-pilots. Movies, right? Yeah. Okay. They were co-pilots. They were a perfect co-pilot pairing between Goose and Maverick. Maverick and Goose. That was awesome. So who are some of our favorite co-pilots on the big screen? Seth. All right. Here we go. I got two best ones. I'm so sorry, guys, for taking them. The first one is Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday, particularly from Tombstone. I know you've seen them in a bunch of movies, but that is the particular one I'm referring to. That is... Top notch, bar none, the best. I know. I'm sorry. The second one, Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth. Uh, if you don't recognize the names, that's the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood duo, Leonardo DiCaprio. I Brad need Pitt. to see that movie. Me too. Oh my God. Yes, you do. So it's so freaking good. Uh, this I did have an honorable mention, but you said only do two. So I uh, I will keep. I don't think he was going to say my honorable mention. In fact, if y'all do, I'll love you forever. But uh, those are my top two. So. Okay. All right. No, I wait. Oh, um, I'm I I have one. I just have one, and it's all time favorite on screen duo, on screen pairing. The entire movie is centered around this. I love you, man. Okay. Oh, I have that one too. Yeah, that's a good one. It's so like to me. It's just. The perfect pairing is the, the like they balance off each other so well. Like there are other movies who probably have good ones, but like 
Some of my favorite co-pilots. Like this, it's the entire movie. The entire movie is this. I love you, man. Dude, yeah, perfect. Ten out of ten, no notes. Jordan. I'm going to pick what is probably the ultimate buddy cop one with Lethal Weapon and Riggs and Murtaugh. I, I feel like <laughs> other movies yes. use those that as an example of how to make buddy cops right there. And so yes. I have to pick them as the ultimate uh, bromance. Okay. The next one I'm going to have is one That's that, a great pick, Jordan. Yeah. I was just yeah. I was, laughing I was at like, how is no one else picking this? <laughs> I was laughing at Jared's reaction, not your pick. Your Your pick was good. Yeah. But the other one I'm going to go with is actually with Ocean's Eleven with yeah. uh, Brad Pitt and George Clooney. They are what make the movie so fun and interesting. And I, and even when those movies are bad, I still love those two interactions on a, a lot of the uh, sequels and other movies that they did. But yeah, I'm going to have them as one of the ultimate bromances. Um, so, good pick. I'm going to... Bromancers are so much stronger on TV because they're just... You get more time with them, you know? Like, I'm talking JD and Turk. I'm talking, you know, Psych, Sean and Gus, all that stuff. But... So in movies, you only really get them for usually a movie. Maybe two, you know? Um, Y'all took some of mine, which are great picks, and I'm really happy for you guys because you... means you're smart. Um, So I had I Love You, Man. Um... Honorable mention is going to be Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller and Starsky and Hutch. But <laughs> what an underrated movie! Holy I shit! I did not what see that one coming movie. out. I will say that um, Dragon Ball and now Starsky and Hutch. The love um, it. okay, but my uh, my top pick are two two hobbits from the Lord of the Rings movies and it's not sam and frodo because i can't stand frodo it's mary and pip mary and okay, pip are okay the, i was gonna say i was gonna duo. say i was like bro that's not a bromance one man was doing all the work yeah <laughs> that's a terrible relationship <laughs> one literally carried him to the top <laughs> hey, come on hold on hold on <laughs> okay no yeah, man, shout out yeah what about second dinner <laughs> huh what about, said, second, what about dinner? second dinner? Oh, so, yeah. They're, they're all about, <laughs> they, they understand each other so well. <laughs> ah, no, I love that movie. It's awesome. So those are a couple of our favorite on like big screen romances. I in, intentionally did not pick TV because as Ray was saying, you get more time to build that relationship, which kind of makes it cheating because clearly JD and Turk would, I hate scrubs, but I can't deny it. And obviously, I love um, Sean and Gus. That would have been my first pick in Psych. Um, but again, they're like Sam and Dean. Yeah, Sam and Dean. Like it's so easy because you have so much time. But that's why I enter the big movies. Um, so yeah, we lost some good picks. Good picks. Um, shout out to Starsky and Hutch, and then Wide Open Doc Holiday as well, because I did not think of either of those two. But those are like. Probably better than mine. <clears throat> so now we're going to do our Tom Cruise movie draft. So we are going to draft. So again, five movies. We're going to go in snake order. First pick, second pick, third pick, fourth pick. 
and then fourth pick picks again all the way through. Here so we, uh, time to spin the wheel to see who gets the first pick. Are we ready? Gonna ask. Yeah, are we set for this? Yeah, let's go. Uh, our first pick will be... Ray gets the first overall pick. I know which one but he's there's taking. There's so many pick. good... Oh, but this... I'm going to blow it because my picks are so... Ray picks like they're not your picks. It's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> no, if you don't pick the movie, if you do not pick a movie we've already covered with Tom Cruise, I'm gonna be very, very upset with you. Jordan, you will get the second pick. Okay. So, Seth, it's come down to you and I. Jared, say something. <laughs> I get the second pick. Cool. Third. Or the I third thought pick. I got the second. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, all right. You going all right. to draft our top movies. Ray, you you were now on the clock. Y'all want the truth? Okay. Because I don't think you can handle the truth. We're going with a few good men, which is literally one of the reasons. I wanted to start this podcast is to just watch this movie with you guys over and over again. So we're going to Few Good Men. That's my first pick. Few Good Men. Uh, not Vanilla Sky. So you're a fraud. Cool. Um, Jordan, what do we got for pick two? So for me, this one, this is a movie we have not covered yet. It is based off a Japanese manga. Anyone happen to know which movie this is? Yes. It is. Oh, that's what is it? Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, it is Edge oh, of Tomorrow from the manga. All you need is kill. That's my that pick. was on mine, too. Oh, it's a great movie. Great movie. Very underrated as well. So I have the third yes. pick. I am going to go with... I, I'm going to go with, honestly, the best Mission Impossible movie that they've made so far. Mission Impossible Fallout. I'm I'm keeping track of this, by the way. I'm typing everything. Oh, I, I was typing it in as well. Okay. Okay. Um, which one is that? They all kind of blend Number together. Number six. It's the sixth one, the one that came out right before Dead Reckoning. Is that the one with Henry Cavill? Cavill? Yeah. The oh, arm I've seen that one. That's good. That's a good one. When he reloads his fist. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. That was a I mean, It's number two. It's not number one, but it's fine. It's respectable. All right, yeah. Seth. You got back-to-back back picks. What do we got? Back-to-back picks. All right, the first one I'm going to go with, I'm actually going to go with Tom Cruise is what I think is not my favorite Tom Cruise movie, but what I think is his best movie. And Jared's going to be shocked because it co-stars someone I don't like. Uh, and it is a Michael Mann-directed movie, and it is Collateral. Uh, oh, that's I, a good one. I love that movie. That's a really good movie. Uh, I was rooting for Tom Cruise the whole movie. I was really disappointed in the ending. Uh, but Great movie. You know, I think movie. it's honestly it's probably his best. that was my pick. That was next on my board. Yeah, that was great. Also has like a random Jason Statham cameo in the opening of the movie for some weird reason, and you never see him again. That's fine though. The second uh movie I'm going with is also going to be is this is more towards my favorite. Uh and this is not gonna surprise Jared either, given that he knows my love for these books. Uh, but it is Jack Reacher. That's the first Jack Reacher, not the second one. Second one can kick rocks, but the first oh. one. Can we Pause. I haven't seen the Tom Cruise movie, but I did watch season one of the TV show recently. Ooh. And okay. oh my God, it was so good. 
Should yes. I even bother going back and watching the Tom Cruise movie? Because the show yes. is so good. Yes. The the movie, Tom Cruise's movie, one adapts what I think is what's my favorite book of the whole series anyway, uh, which is one shot for those of y'all that want to know that. Uh, the movie, Tom Cruise does not physically embody the role like Alan no. Rickson does. <laughs> but the TV gets, series fits the two yeah, much better. The TV show is is amazing. TV show is I, absolutely amazing. I was not very excited when I saw the first trailer for it. So I thought it was going to make it too goofy, but it didn't, and it, it nailed it. Uh, but the Tom Cruise Jack Reacher movie, the first one, and he does okay in the second. He's not the problem in the second movie, but in the first one, he just nails the character though. Like even though he does he isn't doesn't have the size, it really is a good job of adapting that book and that character. Damn. Seth, Seth is your strong list so far. He is too. So my next pick. I I have to be honest, guys. This isn't I'm not picking it for a lot of gratuity. I'm just picking it because it's actually a really good movie and it's really good dynamic. And I actually don't really like this director that much. Seth just watched a movie of his earlier today. I'm going to go with Eyes Wide Shut. Wow. I think you could have waited on that one. That would have yeah, been there. Yeah, I would have waited for that. I, it's a good movie, though. It's just outright a good movie. I mean, yeah, I could have waited may, maybe an overdraft, but it's like straight up a good good movie. Look, when the best punter's on the board, <laughs> got to take them. <laughs> I mean... Second round, pick your Sorry, uh, no, it's a good I, movie, but it's something you you see every ten years. It's not something you like. You know, like it's a good movie. It's a good experience once, and you talk about it for a long time. Like, what the fuck? But yes, I don't think that, it doesn't okay, invite you to hey. screen training. That was that was, that was an unsigned draft pick. I don't. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to crap on his pick too much because. <laughs> You know, coming up here, we're going to be getting pretty skim here. I am going to go. I'm going to go with the wild card with this one. I am going to go with Tropic Thunder. I, I have knew, to pick I that one it. because of how much I've talked about. Like that's one of my favorite roles of his. Yeah, I thought that was going to be your first pick, honestly. All right, Ray. All right, I got two in a row here. I'm going to go Minority Report. All right, which is incredibly rewatchable and i think it holds up really well it's a fun smart action movie i wish they made more of them like that decent no no eyes wide shut but it's okay no jared it's fantastic it's popcorn Mm -hmm. okay um (laughs) my third pick is going to be the firm oh nice john christian i love a good i love a good suspense thriller Jared, go ahead and shit on me. I shit on you for, tra- for your pick. Go ahead. No, no, no. Fuck you. Because you pick The Firm and you shit on Eyes Wide Shut. And one movie is so much better than the other one. And it's shit on Eyes Wide Shut. Watchable, maybe not as popcorn, but so much better. And you pick The Fucking I disagree. Firm. I would much rather watch The Firm. <laughs> I thought you could wait a bit. Because... Sorry, go ahead, Jordan. All right, because I thought you could pull away because this is what I purposely did because I was going to leave this one. This was probably going to be my number two, but I didn't feel like Ray's going to pick it because he hasn't seen it yet. His Top Gun Maverick is my number three. 
Okay. Good pick, I'm assuming. It is. It's a respectably great pick. You've seen the movie, Ray. You just don't know it yet. And Jared, no, can I just say something? I had to pick the movie based off a book because Seth is in here, and Seth has kind of a similar taste to these 90s, Oh, the 80s firm movies. was on my list. All right. The yeah, firm was yeah, on my list. It was insane. See, I just want to show, well, I don't think it was on anybody's list. So that's why I was yeah. like, no, that's why, I, that's why I would say you could wait. And I like Eyes Wide Shut. I am, I am going back to the well of Mission Impossible. I'm going to pick Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Now there's oh, the best one. Now you the best one. It's number two for one. me, actually. So I think we just have one and two back. Like, switch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it's me, right? For two, yeah, you're on okay, third. So, yeah. I'm going through my list, scratching off the ones. So, I'm gonna go with uh, The Last Samurai. I know it's probably not the greatest oh. plot choice ever, but I love that movie. I don't care. It's, yeah, it's one of those things. Matt Damon tried to do the same thing later and he failed because, you know, Matt Damon, Tom Cruise, not a competition. What did, uh, what did he do that was like a wall? Chinese-funded movie. Oh, okay. Well, that was more China picking him up and like, hey, we'll give you a lot of money to make this yeah. movie. That was a payday, dude. That wasn't yeah. like, I want to make a great movie. Just saying, you know. Uh, but I mean, The Last Samurai, that, that's a great one. I love that one. I enjoyed that one. And then I am going to go with the movie that, in my opinion, saved Mission Impossible because of the second one. That's Mission Impossible 3. Damn it. Mission Impossible 3? Damn it. I hate you. Okay. Uh, um, we're only going five deep, right? We only, there's only five rounds? Yep. I thought four. Yep. Oh, five? No, oh, five. Okay. So, I got one more pick. So. Um... I really want to pick this movie, but no, 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 no. I can't do that one. I can't do that one. I got to go with, I, I got to go with, I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I know I'm going to yell, are going to yell at me, but I actually enjoy War of the Worlds. Ew. I mean, it's a, it's a good popcorn movie. I'm not going to hate on it, but I'm not going to watch it probably again, unless you make me on this podcast. See, see. I enjoyed it when it came out. No, I love Tom Cruise. No, he's good in that movie, and the kid's no. not annoying. I all I can ask for no, is Tom no. Cruise is good. Kid's not annoying. I'll watch. The so, there's so many movies in his filmography, and that you went. I mean, I'm not like. Look, at least you can defend the quality of your other pick, but this one. Mm. Wow. I'm so upset with you right now, Jordan. I'm, I'm going. I'm not going to go for one of his action movies. I'm going to go for one that really sh- shows off his acting uh, chops, and I am going to go with Jerry Maguire. God, all right, Jerry Maguire. I I intentionally did not pick that one because I didn't really like that one. Oh, I can't believe I didn't take it second. I forgot all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really upset. I mean, you even passed on it a third time with the fucking firm. Oh, so you get four and five back to back. I almost, I, I almost have to take Vanilla Sky eventually. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. 
God damn it. Jerry Maguire was just sitting there. There was like so many movies before. Yeah. And I would have like, oh, it was just sitting there. What a it's like passing on Seth Curry. Um, okay, hold on. This is tough. Um I got like eight good movies on my list. Well, I have one I enjoy, but it's not great. And I'm tempted to just but if I say it, y'all are gonna ridicule me, but whatever. Um okay. I want to put risky business. Okay. It's a good one, right? Respectful. One of my eight. One of my eight. I was wondering if Lucene was going to pick some of his earlier works. I do um, like some of his earlier works. Is the next one? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no one's picked it yet. <laughs> I can't um, believe you said it. <laughs> I don't even know what he said. It's all right. Man, we got the outsider. I'm not gonna actually I shouldn't say these out loud, should I? Hold Probably on. Shouldn't. I know I'm taking around, so I'm really tempted to pick it. I'm gonna pick um sorry for the wait. Um oh, there's oh there's oblivion too. Fuck it. I'm gonna I want people to look at my list and be like, I fuck with this guy. I'm picking cocktail. Damn it. Uh, I hate it. That was when I was hoping you weren't gonna pick. That's one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies, but I thought, yeah, surely no one's going to pick that one. Oh, is uh, that the one Jared said? Yeah, that's the one I said. That's my oh, cover. That's the one I was talking about, where I was like, I was, I was afraid I was going to get roasted. No, I love Cocktail. That's a great no, movie. No, I mean, Cocktail's res- like Risky Beastman's Cocktail, they're respectable. Gordon, Days of Thunder and why? Days- I haven't seen Days of Thunder, actually. But I am going to go with a movie. Mainly, I just like the wa- the the cinematography of the movie than anything else. And I am going to go with Oblivion. It, oh, nothing movie. amazing, but I just... It's just such a pretty movie. I loved it. It was... Oblivion awesome. is... If you haven't seen Moon, Oblivion's really great. But I did like Oblivion. Is that what you and said, York? Oblivion? Oblivion, yeah. Okay. For my final pick, the one that started it all... Mission Impossible. Okay. That's not a bad pick. I mean, it's a good pick, actually. It's a great pick. I can't believe it's this low, actually. And Seth, you got one more? Yeah, I don't think Mission Impossible, the first one, ages too greatly when you watch it for the first time. But I'm going to go with... Uh... Okay, Jerry, I need help on this one to make sure I don't pick the one. You picked Gross Particle already, right? Yep. yep. You didn't pick Rogue Nation, though? No. Nope. I'm picking, uh, yeah, Rogue Nation. That's cocktail was gonna be my fifth pick. I was really hoping that that was gonna stay there till the end, but yeah, did, no one picked Fallout by any chance. I uh, don't uh, that, okay. <laughs> that, that's the highest, his highest ranking movie on R- Rotten Tomatoes. That's his best, that's his best one. Um, I will, uh, I don't know how I'll post this on Instagram and I'll leave a link to it on the episode description of the podcast. So uh, I'll, I'll screenshot it and uh, right. post it on Instagram. So here goes our list. Ray drafted a few good men, minority report, the firm risky business and cocktail. Jordan drafted edge of tomorrow, tropic thunder, top gun, Maverick, Jerry Maguire, oblivion, I drafted Mission Impossible Fallout, Eyes Wide Shut, Mission Impossible Gross Protocol, 
<clears throat> Ghost Protocol, War of Worlds, and the original Mission Impossible. Seth drafted Collateral, Jack Reacher, Last Samurai, Mission Impossible 3, and Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Clearly, Seth and I love Mission Impossible based on our lists. Um, Nobody wanted Mission Impossible 2? <laughs> can I, I, mean, uh, I go ahead? Now that we have our list, and if we put it up to a vote, we're going to do, I, I will try to get some votes on Twitter, Reddit. Whose list, objectively, whose list do you think is going to get the most votes and whose is going to get the least? I think it's probably going to be mine. Let me share my screen. Or let me share my screen so you guys can see the list. Ray, I think yours is a little too skewered towards his early work. If we had to, like, popular vote wise, does that make sense? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, popular. Right. Like, if you just post this to the internet randomly. Yeah, I think yours skews a little too 80s and early 90s. I as feel. My whole thing is all depends on the people voting how much they like Mission Impossible. If they're not the biggest Mission Impossible fan, I feel like I've got the best shot. No, I'm going to say I think it's really going to be Seth or I. I think we got the best shot. Really? Because I feel like it's me. <laughs> no, I don't think it's you, Ray. Ray, we're all, Ray, we're all voting you last. Actually, I think it's... I don't. I think you guys have too much Mission uh, Jared, man, I have no world Eyes Wide Shut is going to kill you, dude. Yeah. They're both good movies. Well, Just, one is a fantastic movie. One, The other one is a dumpster fire that I, I think, enjoy. I enjoy. It. And that's how come I said for you guys, it all depends on how much people like the Mission Impossibles. All right. I'll post it and I'll send you guys the link. All right, Jared, are you ready to move on to the categories? All right, so yes, um, we are. Let's run through. We're going long. Let's run through these, if you don't mind. Uh, so, category is number one, best scene. So we're gonna vote on what is our best scene of the movie. Um, Seth, what is yours? You've lost that love and feeling, dude. You lost that love and feeling when they're playing. Yeah, it? Okay. that is. It's my favorite scene of the whole movie. Okay, Jordan. I won't be upset if that one wins, but I'm going to have to go when they fly upside down with the MIG as the best scene in the movie, just because when that hit theaters, it, everyone went crazy about that scene. Is that the one where he takes a photo? Yep, takes the photo. It's hmm. a good scene. Brain, what about you? I don't really have a strong opinion. I don't have one that stands out, so I'm just going to go to the volleyball scene. <laughs> I was Wait, gonna go with actually. You know what? Pause. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with any scene where there's great uh, combat fighting in the air. So I guess I'll just double up with Yorton. Okay. Um, I was gonna go with great balls of fire, but I'm gonna go with music and the other musical number. I lost that love and feeling. So those are like the musical numbers are my favorite parts of the movie. So. Should have been a musical. I could, I could see the claim that this is a really good musical. I, if you'd say this is a musical, I won't argue with you on that. So we got a tie <laughs> between the MIG, the flying above the MIG, upside down, and I lost that love and feeling. So we got a tie on that. So MVP of the movie, who do we got? 
the soundtrack. Soundtrack won an uh, won an Academy Award Best Original Song. Soundtrack went nine times uh, platinum, almost diamond. So, so I say twice. Just saying, Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise pretty much launched his career into superstardom. Ray, what about you? Who's your MVP? Uh, who's the cinematographer? That guy. Well, the winner is Tom Cruise, because I'm going to vote Tom Cruise, too. I agree with Seth. This movie helped launch his career into superstardom. Not just stardom, but superstardom. Uh, so, yeah, Tom Cruise and MVP. Uh, six man. Uh, I'm outright goose. For me, that's my pick. Okay. I was going to like Iceman. Yeah, because I was going to go more Iceman because I'd see as Goose is the he's still the starter. (laughs) He's just giving he's the one giving all the assists. So I am going to go with Iceman just because I don't see Goose as a six man on. He's not coming from the bench. He's starting. That is true. That is very true. So I guess I'll change it to Iceman. With that logic, because I can't argue, that is very <laughs> valid. Uh, so I'm going with Iceman. So we got two for Iceman. Seth, who do you got? Well, when I was thinking about this, I was leaning towards Tom Skerritt because I thought Iceman also had too much time being the main protagonist or rival to Maverick. But if we're going to count him as a six-man, I'm good with it. I'm comfortable with that. So I'll go with Iceman, too. I mean, never going to be upset about giving Val Gilmer appreciation. Oh, uh, I forgot we mentioned Doc Holiday as well. Shout out uh, Val Kilmer on this episode. Ray, who do you got? Dr. Green. Dr. Green. So we have Val Kilmer as our winner as yes. Ice. Man. Okay. Um, Ray said he would get rid of the volleyball scene that wins the Russell Westbrook Award. <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to make the movie better, yeah. Um, all right, so um, we're gonna hop into the Rotten Tomatoes game. All right, Ray, do you have the standings up from last week? Oh, I don't. Give me a second. Oh, last, you mean two weeks ago? It feels like, or two weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll pull it up. So, we uh are going to have a very good competition this time. So, uh, Seth, what did this get on Rotten Tomatoes and why? All right. So, even though I love this movie, you know, I think this movie is great and I watch this movie all the time. Uh, it is a fairly pro-war movie. And in my experience, those movies tend not to do too great. Not war movies. Pro-war movies tend not to do super great. And so... I'm going to go with, especially at the time period, 87. So I'm going to go low with this movie. I'm going to say it's 72. 72. Okay. This is me trying to guess critics' minds, not actually what I think it should be. Ray, what did this get on Rotten Tomatoes and why? I have a number in my head that's just screaming 85. And it's because I feel like this movie... I mean, I don't know. It, it could... I'm saying 85. I think it's overrated, but I feel like it could very easily be a 60. So I don't know. I'm going to, I'm just going to stick with 85. Why not? Okay, 85. Seth 72, Ray 85. 
Jordan, are you going to price this right one of them? Mm, I was going to think about 75, but I'm going to go slightly lower with 70 on this one. <laughs> All right. I will say, You're though, I, I bow out for, for Top Gun Maverick because I'm a well aware of how well that movie did with mm. the critics. Yeah, I feel like we all have an idea. Can we just acknowledge that the two people who loved, I think, the movie the most and had the least amount of net picks just also, like, low-balled it the most in, in this and rate gave it an 85. So, uh, the audience gave this an 83. Mm-hmm. I expected that. That was an 83 score. But for yeah. the critics, the critics gave this movie a 58. Ooh, <laughs> Jordan is our winner. The the critics' consensus, though it features some of the most memorable and electrify- electrifying aerial footage shot with an expert eye for action, Top Gun offers too little for non-adolescent viewers to chew on when its characters aren't in the air. Yeah, I mean, we said the weak part of this movie is the plot. I can't see a lot of critics being like, yes, yes, this movie's still good, even though it's got a boring plot <laughs> Uh, yeah, a bunch of film bros reviewed this movie. Um, Still cool. very, very cool. Man. Uh, but yeah, no, this is what this movie got. I, I, clearly, we all liked it. We all loved it. So, are we going to recommend this movie to a friend? Yes. Yes. Unreservedly. Yes, right? but not as like... you Only because it's such a part of our social language and how we talk and... It's like, okay, I'm not going to, Seth, you'll agree. And people ask me, why do we, why do we have to read Romeo and Juliet? It's like, because it's in the fabric of everything we do. Like there's references everywhere to Romeo and Juliet in movies and in books. It's like, it's just part of pop culture now. Like you got to see it, do your homework and watch this movie. You'll enjoy it, but don't expect, you know, like something great. Just eat your popcorn and shut up and watch the movie. That was a long answer for saying yes. Okay. Blockbuster <laughs> Hall of Fame. Jordan? It has to be for me. I've seen this movie so much that like, it's quoted in my head the whole movie. Like, It's the exact same thing I had with Independence Day for me. I mean, 100%. I watched it last summer. Not in a club uh, like I did Independence Day, but... Yeah, I want to go to the club and watch Top Gun. <laughs> I just... I mean, I would, I'd say... Uh, like again, this is one of those movies I just watch every summer. So, yeah, it's definitely in my Hall of Fame. No, no reservations, no questions. Seth, I, mean, I already said multiple times I watch this movie at least once a year and over and over again and can quote it. So it has to go in for me. I could rewatch it today and be completely fine with that. I mean, of course, Seth uh, recommended it and put it in the Hall of Fame back in high school. That's when I ended up watching it. So yes, so true. <laughs> Ray, what about you? Damn, I thought it was going to be like a 50-50 split or like not in the Hall of Fame. I'm not putting it in the Hall of Fame. I like it, but like, I'm, I'm good, man. Like, I don't really need to watch it. Like, it's not, there's other 80s movies I'd rather watch than this. I don't know. I'm not down on it. I'm just, I'm good. I don't need to watch it again. I'm going to predict that in five five podcasts, Ray regrets this being the, the one. This is going to be him and Street Fighter all over again. I will ne- <laughs> My only regret is Street Fighter. <laughs> No, Which is, is good like to be very fun. Not in the Hall of Fame, you know. Street Fighter is that good? 
All I'm saying, I'm glad one of my childhood popcorn uh, blockbuster Hall of Fames is in here because I'm still sour about Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade and I'm not being you. in the Hall of Fame. I, hey, we got Armageddon. It's all good. I know, but that's uh, still not one of my childhood movies. So, uh, Top Gun. It's in because apparently Ray's a psycho, so it's not unanimous Hall of Fame, but it's in there. Um, I'm with the critics, yeah. man. The critics agree. But you're not a fucking critic. Oh yes, I <laughs> you're am. Right. You're I think right. we've done this long enough where you consider yourself a critic now. I mean, yeah, we've been doing this since the Panini, so we've been at this for a bit. Uh, but no, next week we're gonna watch Top Gun Maverick, which you have all Woo-hoo! seen if you've watched this movie. Um, but it's okay. It's I don't think Ray movie. said he hadn't seen it. No, Ray's seen it. He just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> Again, it. if you've seen this movie, you've seen Top Gun Maverick. No, not um, even. Ray's seen the movie, though. I have not. But... Yeah. I, I think, okay, I see what you're saying, Seth. Yeah, I would say, you'll, you'll yeah. get it watch the movie. You'll understand I, I understand, part. Seth. I've seen so, Firm Goalie, so I don't have to watch Avatar. Is it that kind of situation? It's not, not exactly. It's close, but not quite. You'll see. Oh. But, yes, we'll see you guys next week for Top Gun Maverick. I'm excited. Uh, I haven't seen it um, since last year, so I'm excited. I watch it every summer. Do we all show up in mustaches for the recording? Hey, my my facial hair grows super fast. This is as much as you're getting as a mustache from me, so, yeah. I mean, I did have a mustache. We all have all mustaches. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm sorry I can't grow it bigger. That. But that's just all I, I got. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Um, we're going to have some James Bond content coming out soon. So for all our Bond heads, look forward to that one. All gotcha. right. Talk to you guys later. Bye.